Blog Talk Radio. Everybody about Blog Talk Radio and Live Time with Jerry with my special guest tonight, John Likens, and he is a paranormal investigator. And I also have John Stevens on the show too, along with my co-host David Flowers. So we want to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry. Um, just to let y'all know, because people always ask, there's three pages you can tune into. You can tune into David Flowers' wall. You can turn and tune into my wall, Jerry Pritchard Reyes, or just go right to Vibe Time with Jerry. John Stevens, you have has your you have it on yours too, right? Or no? No, okay. I just uh, I just share y'all's pages. So he just shares the pages. So those are the three pages you could go to if y'all want to watch the show or call the number five one six three eight seven nineteen twenty two if you want to. Tune in just via phone and you don't have internet access because I do know people that don't have that either. So, without further ado, how are you doing, Doc? No, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, thanks for having me, first of all. Yes. Okay. i got, I got to do one quick shout out to it. one of our investigators, Amanda. Uh, I was supposed to do a little uh, daytime investigation with her today at Bell Island in Richmond, and we had this knock off a couple of hours. And of course, my there you go. Amanda, he's sorry, but, you know, when you got a bummed outfit, you can't do too much either. I mean, you know. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Shayla. Hi. Yeah, I, I like uh, uh, Bill, Bill Isle uh, in Richmond. Um, it's a... A lot of people don't know how many people died on that island and stuff like that during the during the Civil War. They just go there to ride the bike and walk on the trails, and they don't have a clue of what was going on on that island. Wow. And I've never been there, so. Yeah, it's really nice. It's uh, uh, it's not. I mean, I don't go down to that that part of Richmond anymore. Um. It's hard to uh, find the time to get down there and stuff. It's, it's got to, I mean, on weekends it's packed, so you mm-hmm. can't find them. Uh, it's hard to find parking spots and things like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, John. Yes, ma'am. How did you get, how is it, how is it from John Likens to Doc? Tell me a little bit about that. How? 
<laughs> Believe me. Um, it's a, kind of a uh, name, he's a nickname, but it's a nickname to earn. Uh, David was in the Navy. Uh, on, my rate was uh, HM, which is hospital. And you have a choice of, uh, well, kind of a choice sometimes, of choosing the on board ship. If I can't swim, <laughs> honestly, I just choose that. And, or it could be a combat medic with Marine. Mm-hmm. And, and my mother was a, uh, a female corps they called her back in the Korean War on the hospital ship. She said, well, listen, you want to be a paramedic, so why don't you be in a hospital corpsman first? So I said, what's that? She said, well, you can be on the ship, or you can carry the M16 and the 45 with the Marines. This is pretty handy. But, uh, so uh, once you're out there and you prove yourself, they start calling you doc. You know, they feel you really are the doc. There is no other place mm-hmm. to do different classes and other other to prescribe meds and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Cool. That's cool. And how? when did you start investigating? Well, officially, 1986. Uh, that's when I, Dave and I have both had like 38 years in, right, Dave? Yeah. Um, I have a big experience. Uh, well, John and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, and they put it on a television show called Paranormal 911. Uh, there's one that was season one, episode five. Uh, I'm the second guy, I guess. Um, but they named the show after the first person on the street on, and it's about paranormal. Hey, Steve. Hi, John. Have uh, paranormal experience. And uh, I got picked thanks to, thanks to a fellow investigator named Mike Bloomfield, who uh, called the Canadian Broadcasting Company and told them about, hey, you need to hear the story. And some lady calls me, and out of nowhere, I hung up on her the first time. I thought she was a joke. But she said, yeah, it's on the CBC. You want to be on TV? So I, uh, anyway, I was uh, at uh, Paris Island, uh, in 79, during Hurricane David. And uh, growing up, you know, my, both my grandmothers liked the ghost stuff and the UFO stuff. I don't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Called it, well, they evacuated Paris Island with different recruits, drill instructors, uh, a few MPs, Corbin, one nurse, one PA. And uh, I was kind of hanging around the front drinking coffee. And I'd already been awake for like 20 hours, and uh, got this radio call to the PR, PR uh, PRC by radio and said, we need a corpsman out here at the uh, medical, uh, well, it was an area that uh, recruits the home that were sick. And uh, I ran out there, and the first thing, said, there's no ambulances, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was uh, two very sick marines, and nobody knew who called it in, I had no clue, and uh, so I got out there, and there were about the show. First of all, the show pretty good, poetic just what what happened. Mm-hmm. It couldn't fit everything in it, but I took this. I think it was like thirteen or fourteen other ones. I put them upstairs in the old World War II barracks, and so I went downstairs. I started IDs on them, gave them some uh, medicinology and stuff like that, and uh, kind of hanging out until we get, some, get somebody out there, and. I was up here and tick, 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 noise. I'm like, oh, crap, what's that? So I get up, look out, I look out the old World War II barrack window, and there's this tree that 
talking about me was this Marine Corps major. Uh, last name, I don't remember his name, but Anderson, fell with his head again. And uh, he's looking at me, he goes, Doc, Doc, wake up. And I looked at that and they did click my hand. I'm like, holy shit. So I got, I, I, I got to, he goes, relax, relax. He goes, listen, we got to move these two recruits. I'm telling you, it's a dangerous situation I'm like, and here I am just out of a sleep, and some Marine Corps major giving me orders. And I'm like, okay. So we moved them out of the way. I do things. I moved them out of the way. Uh, so I was sitting there talking to him a little while. Uh, about that time, uh, we heard this horrid crash. And part of the tree limb outside from the old oak tree came down through the window and fell upon right where we were laying. Oh, wow. So I turned around and I was like, uh, Claire, like, damn. And I said, Major, did you see? And he was gone. And at that, thinking back, you know, later on I realized the guy wasn't wet. If he came in that building, he didn't have a slicker on, he had what's called a class B, you know, mm-hmm. a big shirt, uh, green hat. And uh, I was like, well, this is weird. So I went, I, I got scared. I yelled out the window and the door, hey, Major, Major. So I called it in on the radio branch and I said, this is what happened. They said, can you secure the area? And I said, yeah, the fire department can't get out there, get 110 miles an hour. Away. Okay. So I kind of secured the area as best way I could and moved them back farther. And uh, so next morning, I'm trying to make this shorter for time's sake. Next morning, uh, I still throw away pretty jittery and here comes the well, buddy, that's why Willie Miller and me and the field ambulance and a couple of entities. And, uh, I said, uh, first thing I asked him, I said, hey, you know, I was told there was a roving corporal and I never saw him come through here. I said, I don't know what y'all did. I said, there was some major coming through here from headquarters company named Anderson. And I can't find it. He looked at me and he's like, give me, give me that letter. Are you on craft look? And I'm like, no, listen. I said, I swear to God. And my, my friend Willie, the officer Willie, didn't go like this. Okay. I said, okay, well, that's what happened. And uh, so I went over to him, and I said, boy, I said, won't well, just junior, it's his nickname, junior, just, just forget it, take my word for it. All right, we're in charge. Two days go by. I, I had like a day, day or two off, and I, I had just got done with the call in the morning, and the headquarters company's not very far away. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to skip Chow. Then we go right over the headquarters company and find out what the hell's going on here. So, I walk over there and I walk in the door and get his head off and excuse me, and there was a funeral sergeant and I remember this uh, African American uh, first lieutenant going through a file bump and uh, she was tip typing on what I think it's called WordStar. <laughs> and uh, I said, excuse me, um, I'm a petty officer license and I'm the guy who was in that deal with the thing from the city. Oh, yeah, 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 we heard about that. And I said, tell me something. Who's major me? So he goes, well, let me look it up. It's weird. You know, it's just like cutting back methods. So about that time, the, the person kind of looks, stops and looks at me. He goes, stop. He goes, uh, what was that guy's name? It's Anderson. Hey, kind of, kind of a barrel chesty guy, you know. Major. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said, uh, Sergeant, stop coming with me. So I know that uh, Dave, uh, Dave is here. If there's any kind of military setting, 
find on YouTube
like the whole season. Um, and that's how I found it. I don't know if it was on YouTube or not. It could be. They almost didn't have me because the, the uh, guy named Tobin, mm-hmm. he was like, like in charge, right, was the producer. And then the director wanted me, and then the gal who called me wanted me, but one of the higher ups said, well, they didn't have 911 in 1979. And he goes, well, actually, the lady told me, she came up her and she said, well, I just told my boss that Corbin were 911 back in Paris, trying to find that that tape still there. So they, luckily, they had the only military one on period. But yeah, I kind of lucked out. And, it, and the person was supposed to be filmed in Toronto. So we went, you know, Rob and I went. trying to find the show on what was the name of the show? Yeah. 
of people at two hundred dollars. What? If we're gonna rent out Eastern State Penitentiary, all we need people like find us that. I'll tell you what, that was also an experience. If it was the Fourth of July, outside the fireworks are going off or the walls are like this thing. And I and I kid you not, they had a we have a cool room for you. Cool room. But you walk in, it's like a refrigerator. Good for me, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. Ronnie, have you ever been to St. Albans? I've always wanted. We talked about that. It's kind of a hard drive, but I'd love to go. Yeah, it's uh, uh, not as far as Trans Allegheny or. I tell people hi as they come into the room. Yeah. 
question. Sure. Just a quick question for everybody. What are your thoughts on the Mothman? Does he really exist? Anderson said point point pleasant sixty three, yeah.
Johnny is obviously a hoot. That guy is so funny, and he has a 
White had another question. Sure. He, um, let's see, another question. I actually pre- presented this one today. Do you think spirits can feel when we have temperature changes, meaning hot, cold, and so on? Because in many different cases, I've actually heard them say on different ghost boxes, it's cold in here, it's hot outside. Love to get your thoughts on that. John Sullivan. Yeah, Haunted MD. Yeah. Um, I actually bought a stethoscope to do that. I've got one in my bag. Yeah. that because I do have an EKG machine I keep in my bag.
seen the paramedics and they're both retired. So. Yes. Well, I guess this guy was has been on ghost hunters, they call him the paranormal paramedic or something. Yeah, yeah, that's him, that's mm -hmm. him. And uh, he does some pretty cool work. He was telling me about what he does and uh and I think I should, I, I don't remember if I called by it, but one of the EG also, yeah, that's not exactly a paramedic tool, but that would be kind of neat to have too. But yeah, he, this guy, he's impressive, really is. I, I would like to do that. I don't have access to that kind of stuff. Tired no way. Way back when, that would have been a damn good idea. <laughs> Well, I mean, you have you have made things though, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because you were you were going to make me a REM pod at one time, but there were some issues. I, I, I ended up with COVID and then flew yeah. the next month and ended up with the surgery. And it's like I yeah, I'm patiently yeah. I'm patiently waiting. I want to say something. See that that's my workbench right there. Yep. And so I got three projects up there right now. Is uh -huh. mine up there? Yours, yours is first, I swear, yours is first. The second one is a larger, larger REM pod that has, uh, I'm making a temperature differential thing in there. And and the other one is the thing about positive ions I'm experimenting with. Oh, cool. That's yeah, cool. I would really like this. Like, you can't go down to, to like, uh, like, what is it, Will and say, hey, do you have any life pack flies in the old days? <laughs> <laughs> I have a yeah, I have one, but right now those are the hand they're handheld ones, but they're very accurate. They're oh, very ac yeah, but I like that one. It's yeah. it's compact, it's portable, and I carry it because of this. You know my uh, little issue, and I carry what is it a finger pulse? I carry it in my bag all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I still, after all these years, I still carry, I call it my ouch pouch. Back mm -hmm. in the truck. Yeah. yeah I, I carry, uh, I, I used to have innovation equipment and RID and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I carry a kit in my car because that's always in training what we were told to do. I'm not a paramedic or anything like that, but we were always told to carry a kit in your car. So I do. I have a I have a kit in the car. Yeah, yeah. If you have, hey, Miss, one thing. Um, I, I I got to be on JD Johnson's, and uh, Brent asked me a question on the podcast because he um, what? He knew I was a, I was a first responder to 9/11 Pentagon, and he goes, did you ever have anything kind of haunt you? And, and honestly, I think I, I don't think so. I don't think anything followed me that day. I am still recalling stuff today mm -hmm. that happened that day. I know it's weird, yeah. but yeah. Um, no, it's we, not. I'll make the story short. We, my partner Kevin and I, were on a critical care unit, um, and. Kevin is one of the worst in Spotsylvania when I was I worked volunteer at Delta's Triangle. And uh, he uh, he was my partner that day. And we were supposed to go to Stanton on a heart pump call, a balloon pump call. And I'm like, yes, that that guy. We can go 12 hours out of 24 on that. <laughs> and uh, he goes, uh, I'll get directions. You drive on my own Christ. And uh, so finally, we're trying to find 66. To go for a 10. It's still here. I, I know I'm waiting here. I'm like, are you sure, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thing in white jet, like a business jet. 
client by the thing that's lying in your radius. And on each side of it, with two F-16s, and on the side with a Navy Hornet, fully loaded from there. This thing was low. We're like, wow. Yeah, and I hadn't thought about that in John. I didn't even remember this. Mm-hmm. So PTSD is a weird thing, but I do use PTSD in my favor when I investigate. The first thing is very, very, very hard. Because, you know, you, you're in dark places, and uh, this is years ago, you know, right, before, right afterwards, like, you have all the investigation back, you can't concentrate. So now I kind of turn it all around. Mm-hmm. It's heightened awareness. Yeah. Yep. And I tell it to the paranormal. So it works off pretty well. Yeah, sounds like it. But I did have one person on that other podcast called, not called, he's writing, he's writing, he's writing, he's was there a missile? And I guess that, that was a big thing with the, the conspiracy theory type thing. Um, the missile. And I could, I, I could definitely answer that for you. I said, when I went to get supplies out of the truck, I stepped over a landing gear. Literally stepped over it. The front landing gear. On the way back, I had to go around this way because people were coming this way. And I, Literally, almost stepped and tripped over a door that had part of the A from American Airlines on it. Oh gosh! So I said, I can tell you, yeah, yeah, and they, I looked and said, oh, well, there's one cargo door. So I can definitely say, not a missile, unless missiles got raining here. Yeah. But yeah, that was a that was terrible, terrible, terrible day. But, yeah. uh, I just, I was waking up at night in 2007, 2008, and I, uh, you know, I was screaming for the reason. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and mm-hmm. I tell people, I work at close, and they say, Doc, I think you might have PTSD. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, it's me. That doesn't happen to me. I was a little nervous. And uh, so finally, someone said, Doc, that's Because I was never an alcoholic or anything like that. But I was, every night to sleep, I got three bottles of drinks. Except for taking them. That's all I can say. I never did that. That's one thing I never stepped out of the boundary with. So I would have to drink vodka to just get sleep. I'm not doing that. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, so I just said, oh, I missed so much work. But that's my wife. Yeah. Steve had another question. Yes. Okay. Why do you think during investigations when people can hear disembodied voices, the ghost boxes that are using doesn't actually pick up that disembodied voice, although other spirits are coming through the ghost box, that disembodied voice is distant from the ghost box and can be heard by everyone, but the other spirits only come through whatever audio devices are being used. you think there are two different frequency levels that are actually fluctuating that would cause something like that?
disembodied voices are really interesting. I mean, we've captured a few of them at the manor house, so we have it on the body camera. We heard it with our own ears and have it on, on audio. So they're just interesting. Creepy, but interesting. Even disembodied footsteps. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. creepy. Oh, my God, they're so creepy. Have you guys ever um, heard of the FT method? I have. Yeah. I I am a gutsy guy, but I have not had the guts to try that one yet. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm just kind of like hanging. I know that people do it, and I kind of watch them. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah. We found it at the manor house. Yeah. Huh? We found it at the manor house. I'm going to have to come down there and watch you guys do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something that kind of creeps me out about that. Yeah, it's oh, very, very interesting. Very I'm interesting. Like, yeah, I was using uh I was joining at Dunmore uh, one night, and uh, it was uh, it was real interesting because what I was hearing, and I was just spitting it out while I you know, while I heard it, and there it was a lot of cussing, um, and they were like, "God, I had never heard you cuss like that before," and I was like, "I'm just repeating exactly what I hear," and I was almost like. You know, I know this doesn't happen all the time, but at that point, it was almost like I was, I didn't know I was doing it. Uh, and, but I've done it in the past, since then, and, uh, you know, just repeating what I hear, uh, with not, with knowing everything what I'm saying. Uh, because you're, uh, you know, they say, say it uh, what you think it's saying. And, but a couple of times, it's like, that was a male laugh. Um, they didn't say anything. They just laughed. Um, so I'm saying, you know, it, a male was laughing right now. Or there, that, a child just giggled or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no words. You just, there's, there's something else going on or that you have to explain what you're hearing. So it's not always a conversation. It could be reactions to what's, what is happening that's coming through, um, which can be very important. I think my fear is like, yes, to be honest. Yeah. I, you know, stepping in, come down up here, right? Yeah, one guy's question. You know, the, your basic radio frequency scan box, you know, just too fast, slow, however you want to do it. 
favorite really is still the SP7. Yeah, I guess the SP11 seems to be kind of a lot going on there. But um, what I do, because, and I forget where I learned this, that someone said take out the antenna. Mm-hmm. And, and, I did, and all, all the devices on that one, both of them, actually on the 11, they have a switch to shut the antenna. And I got better results with that. Uh, it's just, you're not picking up, you know, a whole lot of frequency that way. I guess, I don't know. But uh, I, I recently got one of those, what, S, is it F-Box? You know, the yeah. one already, yeah, I haven't had a chance to try it. Anyway, mm-hmm. also, this one's going to sound really weird, but a couple of times I, my, like I said, my grandmother in Arkansas, she was really into the UFO thing. We're talking 19, early 1960s. And she would be talking back and forth about cattle mutilation. This is back oh. when, I was, when I was like this big, you know. And
And here we go. Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan. This is Rhonda. And we're here to bring you some freaking awesome talk. <laughs> I got um, got to give a shout out to uh, my co-host Austin. He is not feeling too well. Um, so I know he had uh, he had a trip out to I think New York with Forgotten Explorations. They got some good stuff for their channel. Um, so uh, if you have a chance, go check their channel out on YouTube. They got a lot of neat stuff on there, a lot of cool investigations, a couple few investigations at the cabin that are pretty fun to watch, and uh, other places like the Manor House and um, I, don't, I don't even know. Just cool, cool places. So you get a chance to go check them out. Also, if you're in the mood to listen to some great paranormal talk radio, besides this show right here and the show before this one, go check out the Orion Effect over on the Rift Radio Network, our sister network. Togetherness, the vibe and the Rift. They've got their show on Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m., 7 to 8 p.m., Sometimes 7 to 9 p.m. Special shows are two hours, or the, the, the longer shows are two hours, obviously. They're all special. They're all special shows, but <laughs> there are times when you need to have a two-hour show every yeah, once in a while. Sure. Like, for sure. I think we were actually kicking ourselves Sunday that we didn't do two hours. <laughs> you remember that? Remember, yeah, remember when you were growing, like, growing up, and it was like, on this very special episode of Alf or something like that, it was like... <laughs> Willie is yes. up talking to an alcoholic or some shit. And it's like, I don't want to watch this. I'm trying to enjoy myself, not talk about serious stuff. So on this very special episode of the of uh, the Ryan Effect, we're going for two hours. <laughs> oh yeah, Cr Zarn has got um, his podcast with Dave Schrader from um, uh, the Paranormal Sixty and uh, Darkness Radio on his show tomorrow night on the Vibe Radio Network. Um, so that's going to be fun. It starts at 7 o'clock Central Time. Very so, cool. Yeah. I want to have him, I want to have him on my that. show. Yeah, it's 8 o'clock, so 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 7 o'clock Central. So, yeah, good good get for CR there, man. That's awesome. Um, so, cool. I took a class with Cindy Kaza probably about a, probably two years ago now. It was a part two of a class, and actually most of the class he was he was the teacher. He was kind of just talking about um, paranormal just theory, if mm-hmm. you will, and it was fun. He was a lot of fun. He's a great. He's I used to listen. Well, I still listen to him, but I started listening to him back when Rihanna was a kid. We would take trips. We go to we go to like Radford, visit family, and we we drive. Uh, we just drive around town and we put on darkness radio and we listen to our favorite our favorite um or show would be supernatural news because he'd always do the, the voices he'd read the stories and stuff and add different voices to the thing it'd be really funny we get a big kick out of it that's when, it, when i started doing the show i wanted to make sure that we included a supernatural news because i knew it was going to be a fun show a fun like just kind of relaxing and stuff because that was my inspiration for that was listening to him and Tim talk about, you know, different stories and stuff. 
And actually, we we were on the show. Um, Rihanna, with her like ten thousand freaking Instagram followers, she uh, I've been messaging Dave Dave on Darkness Radio like for ever since we started going to the cabin. You know, I'm trying to get on the show, and like, I never got anything, never got any response. Rihanna messages him with all her followers, and he's like, oh, you know, she's got followers, and talk to her, which is fine with me, but she got us, she got us on the, she got us on Darkness Radio, and uh, we, we said we had a, uh, like an hour-long interview about, interview about the cabin on there, and he was really, like, he was a really nice guy. And uh, it said CR said he was on the show as well, um, not on the show I was on, obviously because <laughs> that'd be weird. <laughs> but um, I'm sure we'll talk. CR will talk about you know his show tomorrow night. Um, so I'm super excited to listen to that. Um, I know you've got you had FPRI on the show because you've got an event coming up at. Um, Hamilton High Hamilton. School, Saturday night, if you're in the Virginia area, where it's a brand new location. Are you coming? Uh, I don't, probably not, because I don't know where it is, and uh, I think Angie's going to be, <laughs> Angie's going to be at Camp Hanover, so I don't know, maybe I'll come. Yep, it's out in Carnival. I think that, I don't know, I haven't checked, but I think the last book I had, there was two tickets left. I think if Dennis is going, then I have to stay here because I have to open the cabin up for a team, and that's money in my pockets, so... um, (laughs) Well, there'll be more events, so you have to come. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for you guys. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, It is. is. We're super excited. We were actually all chatting about it tonight, so... Do you know, have, have you done, like, a preliminary investigation there? I mean, or is it completely cold? I mean, do you know there's something in there? Um, well, okay, so John and Tyler have investigated out there, and John and Dan Porter of Supernatural Lost Adventures have investigated out there. So there's only actually been two investigations out there. I think RVA might have been out there last weekend and did a little bit with John as he was mm-hmm. setting up you know, for this weekend. Um, I have not even been in the location. All I have seen is pictures. Um, of course, when John was telling Kim and I that, you know, this is coming up, you know, this, when he was talking about like a uh, school house from 1910, we had visions of what this is probably going to look like. Yeah. And it's nothing like what we expected. Nothing at all. Um, so it's actually a really lovely building. Um, Sandra and John have sent us lots and lots of pictures. I'm excited to go a little bit early on Saturday and kind of walk around and, and go in each room and just see what I'm feeling and feel it out a little bit. But they've gotten activity on on, on the um, times they've been there and done some investigation. So technically, it's really only been investigated a few times. Um, we're still learning the history of the place. And um, so this is anybody who's coming Saturday night is truly coming into like yeah. one of the first investigations, full investigations for it or, you know, the public ever. Yeah, it's the first the first public investigation yeah, for it. And I mean you've gotta go 
you kind of have to go to a place and just kind of get, get a feel for the place and do a couple of, like, just preliminary, preliminary small investigations just to see what kind of stuff you can pick up yep. before you yeah. before you bring the public in. Um, but, but this is, like, a great opportunity because there are not, not a lot of places that, that are um, – I guess for like the lack of a better term, like a virgin uh, location, you know, yeah. where you know nobody's ever been there before, and yeah, and, and you know they're wanting to do much more than just the paranormal out there. It's um, I'm sure we'll go live at some point this weekend, but it's a beautiful building. It needs some work. And I know the owner, she's hoping to make it kind of like a venue that could be for just about anything. So I know we're planning on doing events that aren't just paranormal. I think she wants to make it, you know, public says it's like a wedding venue or a, a venue for other things, music, different things. And it's got a good little bit of property with it, too, so there could be outside things as well. So um, we're, we're looking forward to, like, helping her out and seeing what we can get her way so she can, you know, finish renovating and doing whatever she wants to and, you know, keep it out there. So part of Zill is Cumberland County, Virginia. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's right on the outskirts of Louisa and Gooseland. So it's really in a rural area. So It's out there. Yeah. It'll be, but it'll be worth the trip. How many tickets were sold? Um, I think we sold, I think, um, I think John put out there 30. Mm-hmm. And so we've got 28 sold. And then, of course, we'll be there. FDR will be there. Um, Middletown will be there. And Covert will be there helping host with us. So That's, that's a good a good uh, group of people out there to yeah. help with the investigation. Yep. It feels surreal to me because I, I just joined F- – I mean, I say I just joined FDR, but a lot of people knew that I – when John made the announcement, they're like, weren't you already a member? Yeah, <laughs> it was a technicality. Like, oh, just, we'll yeah, do. yeah, because I'd already done so much with them out there. And they're still doing stuff at Belgrove. That will never change, I don't think. Yeah. But, um, so when I, I feel like just it's left that I came in there and then all of this stuff is busting loose. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot. You guys were just, you guys were just at St. Albans. Yeah, my ago. first time. That was crazy. And I think we got to every little place in St. Albans. I, I, I don't even know. Smell like, where, did you go to the alcoholics room? Which I do know I went to the alcoholics room. But they would name other places. Like, I don't know. I was just following John. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is a big place. All you know, and yeah. it's easy to get turned around, especially in the dark. You yeah. know, when you're yeah. when you're on investigation, it, it, it's it's uh, because I get like I get lost. Yeah, clothes, like, so. All right, we're gonna go downstairs now, and then we'd be walking upstairs. I'm like, you gotta go up to go, go down. Upstairs, yeah. Go downstairs. <laughs> we, uh, I went there kind of a few years ago. I think it was with Twisted Paranormal, but I was we were just walking around the suicide. They're walking on the suicide hallway in that area. And I guess they went upstairs to like, um, to the attic somehow, and where Dennis was in front of me. And uh, he opened the door to go upstairs, and uh, a freaking bird flew in, flew out, and like almost hit him, scared the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, we saw we saw one bat on the wall. Oh yeah. We were walking through, like, oh, you know the, the place I think was in there that made me feel the oddest. I don't know if it was the oddest. I would say, but 
walking out in the birthday. I guess yeah. they call it the birthday. Yeah, that was like kind of one of those like, wow, wow. Yeah, that 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 that's one of the, yeah, that definitely has a lot of energy. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, so if, I think everywhere you go out there at certain points, you'll be able to feel something. Um, yeah. I went there. God, it was a couple. It was last year. They had the the Enigma Con, which was just just this past weekend. They I was like, that, right? looking at the pictures of it. Yeah. Um, Looks like they had a good time, yeah. uh, but you know it is, it is a great location. Um, I went to school there. Well, I went to school in Radford, and okay. uh, I had a doctor's office. My doctor's office was inside St. Albans. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, you when you park back behind a place, you know, where you have a parking lot, you overlook the river. Yeah, yeah. I used yeah. to park my car. And you, you can see, like, these steps going down. On the side, you see steps going down. My doctor's office was down those steps. Really? Yeah. That was the first time I had a chance to really look at, you know, Don kind of took us through, like, our ride through, looking at the Radford campus. And I have never really toured Radford. I toured JMU when I was looking at colleges and stuff like that. But I never really looked at Radford. It's gorgeous. It. And it, it def, yeah, it, it was not that big when I was there. There's been a lot of expansion to it. Um, I got a, a little funny story to tell you. Uh, when you our first day in the dorm, we had just moved in, and uh, I had this loft thing where it's like you climb up the ladder, you sleep, and then your desk under, underneath. And I had a brand-new um, gateway computer that, that we had just set up, and I had put – on um, the um, on the screensaver, haunted mansion as my screensaver, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm laying in bed and my roommate is across across the way. All of a sudden we hear this organ music playing. I'm like what the fuck is that? <laughs> and we're and we're like, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously thinking my room is haunted, literally haunted. So I'm like, who the fuck is playing an organ? So the next morning. My sweet mate or sweet mate comes up and he was like, "You guys hear that organ music playing?" I'm like, "Kid, it's really weird. What the fuck?" So <laughs> I'm in. I'm about getting ready to go to class and I just got out the shower and all of a sudden I hear the music, organ music playing again. I'm like, "Okay." I walk in and I realize that my computer, whenever it goes on screensaver, a haunted house shows up and there's an organ organ music plays. Because did you hear the door of the of the of the haunted mansion opening and shutting, and you hear the 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 cat? <laughs> so there was a whole My, um, that dorm going. What have I gotten myself into? <laughs> my first paranormal experience. Uh, there's actually a girl who died on my the floor of my dorm room of alcohol poisoning the year before. Oh wow. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, maybe she learned how to maybe she learn how to play the organ or something. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Shouldn't make. I shouldn't laugh because she died. Yeah, no. But it was. But at the same time, it makes you question. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, 
was my 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 first paranormal experience <laughs> I've I've ever had. <laughs> I think the my weirdest paranormal experience because obviously got a lot of the cabin and stuff, but my the first my real very first one I've ever had. That I've actually told the story on the show before. Um, I just watched, or maybe I have told it, but it was like almost ten years. So just indulge me. I was watching um, North and South. North, you remember that miniseries? Yes, yes, I with remember that. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. I, I was. It was on. I watched it with my dad, as you do, you know. And I woke. I remember waking up, and as my bed, my bed faced the the window, and there was a desk in front of the window. I remember sitting up in bed, and I remember seeing, like, on my desk, these little people about the size of what you would say, like, a leprechaun, and they were dancing on my desk. And they can still see it. It's clear to say, but they were dressed like Civil War. Like, one girl had, the girl had the hoop on, and the guy, you could see, I remember seeing the scabbard coming out the back, and he was, they were doing a dance on my desk. And I remember rubbing my eyes and be like, what the hell? I was like, I must be dreaming. I rubbed my eyes and they were still there. And I wasn't scared or anything. But it's like, I finally just went back to sleep. But this kind of, obviously didn't, they weren't still there. But it was just a weird experience. Um, And I don't even think there was dancing in the part I watched. Like, I don't even know why I would be seeing that or projecting it if that was that was something that would be like saying, Well you must be projecting it. No, I've never I've never projected anything in my life. And it'd be weird for me to start projecting just for me for me to project that one thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny how when you look back on things now, I've got my things that I probably might have been paranormal or might have, but I just equated it to I was dreaming or something of like that. But now I was back and I was like, that was probably something going on that I was in tune to and didn't realize I was paying attention to that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, you, you look for explanations, I guess, to, to explain things. And the first thing, back when you were a kid, the first thing, it wasn't, it was a ghost. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. The funniest story I can remember, though, it kind of goes back to your college days. When we were younger, like you had the the big, I call them big what TVs, but like the stuff, and they had picture tubes and all of this stuff. So for whatever reason, I kind of remember it. I don't know why they had two TVs, but they had my parents had them on something, and two of them were stacked on top of each other. I'm not sure why. But one of them had gone out at some point. So I guess they just put the other one on top of them. I don't know what they were thinking. But I remember my mom telling me that they thought somebody had broken in the house. Now, granted, we lived in a small, not a small, it was a rancher-style house. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody just comes in your rancher, you're going to know somebody came in the rancher. Like, I don't think you're just going to wake up and hear somebody talking. So one of the TVs had, they thought it had not worked in like six months. 
So my mom wakes up in the middle of the night, <laughs> wakes up my dad, she's like, there's somebody talking in the den. Mind you, the den is probably 30 steps down the hall. <laughs> so my dad gets up, and she's like, no, no, don't go in there. There's somebody in the den. So what if Not being very quiet about it. That old ass TV had turned itself back on up at night. I guess when it died, they didn't think to turn the knobs off or whatever, and it just came back on. By oh, my God. I was going to say, those are the worst robbers ever. They're just sitting there just chatting. Yeah. Just <laughs> here talking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> you didn't hear them come in the whole house, but they're in there just chatting about stuff. <laughs> Speaking of, you know, I was I was watching, watching, I was listening to this podcast today. It's going completely off the paranormal subject. I was listening to this podcast today called, it was from, Pencils to Pixels, and it was, it was, it's all about animation history, and they were talking about, do you remember back in the, I guess in the 80s, when you used to have Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. Right? Um, there, was, there, there were these specials that came on, like, I guess right before, like right after when summer ends, there was like the Saturday morning cartoon preview specials. Do you remember yes, watching those? I do. And, you know, they would have different, I guess, different characters from each, I guess, from like, I remember there was one that had the TGIF lineup, and they all sat there and they watched the cartoons or did, did, a, did a preview for um, the Saturday morning cartoons, and that was, Appointment television, which is not something we have anymore, I don't think. I guess maybe maybe Walking Dead. But yeah, no, I know what you mean, but no, yeah. we don't really anymore. It's um because even now, your regular show that you would want to watch is on demand yeah. somewhere, so you can watch it after the fact. Then if you didn't see it, you had to watch wait. For six months for it to be seen again, <laughs> and and even then you you don't know it, what you're going to be doing in six months. So right, if right. like if you had an episode that you loved and it's like oh my god, I need to watch that again, and it's like you, the reruns are weren't weren't exactly like you can exactly set your date by the rerun. You know, it was right. like it, no, they were mixed up. They were not following an order. No. Reruns were whatever they felt like playing. Yeah, exactly. So you'd have to you'd have to um, make sure that everything was done, all your homework was done, every your you know, wolf down whatever dinner you had, you know, and and run and just plop your plop yourself down. I had the, this Pac Man TV pillow, and I would sit there and watch these these shows like, and I would be so excited for these. I mean, what I thought was just these incredible Saturday morning cartoons that were just yeah yeah. Well, you know, it's a Saturday morning cartoons, and do you remember what Friday night was the night to watch TV? Like oh, now, yeah. like because that was Deuce of Hazard in Dallas. Yes. Yeah. Now it's like you know. I couldn't tell you what's on Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Um, I can tell you what's on network TV even now because it just seems like people. It's just like 
the shows that are on there now is are just I don't know. I'm not saying they're not good. It's just just not for me, I guess. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would say that it kind of went like the last shows I can remember watching religiously were like Seinfeld, Friends, things like that. And then after that, it was kind of yeah, nothing. Because I guess it's easier when you're when you're. I would say when you're younger, because I guess it is, but when you don't have as many choices of what to, of things to do, like when you're younger, I mean, when we were younger, obviously our, our choices were 6, 8, and 12. And basically we watched what our parents wanted to watch. And you know, I'd, I'd watch. You were so excited yes. when we got 35. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Fox. That, that, yeah. that was, we were living the high life. Then I remember my uh, first cable box was like it would it like it had the, the control had a core to it and it was big gray big the the it was a big brown box it had these big gray buttons and it had a core to it and uh, we had to of course my dad had the, was in charge of the uh, of the remote you know yeah these shows you used to watch was like what. Like perfect strangers and oh yeah, you know and yes, yeah, you know and remember like greatest American hero. No, uh, I guess the love boat was more of the seventies. Well, no, well, I don't know because I remember. Well, I guess love boat was the seventies. Yeah, I used to watch it in in, in syndication, um, like, uh, you know. During the day or in the morning, that we the love boat will come on while I'm watching lunch, watching lunch while I'm, while I'm watching my lunch, not eating it, just watching it. While I'm, while I'm eating lunch, the love boat would come on and watching the little, you know old, old I Love Lucy reruns. Yeah. In the morning. Yeah. I still love those. I mean, they're they're they are they are, of course, they're classic, but they they just have they hit they hit different. Okay, but you know you have to talk about. Oh, the after school special. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. I thought you meant after school specials. But then there was also the after school, like Green Acres, Good Times, things like that that came on when we like from four to six till the news came on. Now the news comes on at four. (laughs) It just seems like it's all news, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's see. We the comments here. uh, Lois Clark says Fantasy Airlines. There's a show called Fantasy Airline. I don't remember that show. I bet it was in the seventies. Oh, just Fantasy Airline. What the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, if it was in the seventies, Fantasy Airline <laughs> does sound like something I, I, I'd want to go. Uh, yeah, she meant lower. You know what? We're gonna make a show called Fantasy oh, Airlines. Emergency. I forgot about Emergency Alley. I forgot emergency about Emergency or Rampart things up here. But I never saw Fantasy Island. Um You never watched the plane walk the No. <laughs> no, I did I did, I missed that one. Weaknesses are Airwolf, which was great. Love that show. Miami Vice. My yeah. dad liked that show. Dukes of Hazard, Equalizer, or Sequest. Those are awesome shows. 
I just I don't know I don't I don't even remember it coming on I don't remember it's like I guess like I said I watched my parents watched and when I'd have the show I'd have the TV during the afternoon so I'd watch GI Joe, E Man, you know and Thundercat. Yes, I'd come home from school. My mom would have the snacks, the apple slices with peanut butter or cinnamon on them. I'd sit there and little black and white TV. I sit there and I watch He-Man on the stool, or you know GI Joe while I'm while I'm uh, eating my snack, you know, and just just living life, loving it. Then, then we were not living life because at six o'clock the news came. No, out. yeah, that's that's. Mm. And everybody's parents wanted to watch the news. Freaking Tom Brokaw and Peter Jennings on ABC, Tom Brokaw on uh, NBC. The nightly news with Tom Brokaw. <laughs> That's when the fun stopped. That was homework time. Minutes. That was on Sunday night, 60 minutes. <laughs> 60. Or uh, was, was it PM Magazine? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> PM Magazine. Magazine. That was before entertainment. <laughs> I remember, uh, or was it, was it uh, Candid Camera? Oh. Back in the day. Yeah. Those people in the chat are like, what are these guys talking about? This, this, this is supernatural news. We're going down yeah, the rabbit hanging, hole. Yeah, they're hanging with us. Yeah. Hey, I was cool. We had some supernatural news, and you're like, I have an idea. And I'm like, I know. I have an idea. I was listening to that <laughs> that show. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so true. It's like I started thinking about all this stuff that that, that I remember experiencing and, like, the maze has such has such a nostalgic um feel. I'll ask I'll get your question in a second there, Hallie. Nostalgic feel. Like I don't think the people in the two thousands are going to when they get older going to go on YouTube and look up commercials from now. Right, like we do. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can go I can yeah, sit like, there for hours. What exactly. I'll go there I'll <laughs> sit there and I'll sit for hours just watching old commercials or watching like old TV shows and stuff, or uh, intros to TV shows, anyway. Uh, yeah. What's your favorite late night show? Mine was Craig Ferguson. Hmm. I mean, Craig Ferguson's not that old, though. He's funny. What was. Well, I can say three. I can remember watching Dark Shadows with my mom, which was like late at night. Scary stuff, supposedly. Now it's not so scary. For me, growing up way out in the country like I did, because we didn't have cable, I loved when I could stay in Henrico somewhere with a friend and watch um, MTV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Headbangers Ball and stuff like that. I was so excited when I could watch that. You know, I never say. I'm sorry, go ahead. And then the third one. That was always good. Um, yeah, I think that would have been the, I don't know, and then always like Saturday Night Live. Because like when we were in high school, Saturday Night Live was the best. Yeah. I uh, I never ever, I was never able to stay up late to watch Saturday Night Live, but I always have our friends talking about it. Um, I, remember, I remember going to my grandma's house and watching Johnny Carson with her. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Johnny Carson. 
I forgot about him. Yes. Do you remember, this is like more towards the 90s, uh, do you remember there being like TV shows for movies, or like I remember there was a Dirty Dancing TV show. Yeah. And I think there was a Nightmare Elm Street TV Faye show. Was a movie slash yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. It was. It was from. Um, no, it was same. What was the name of the movie though? Was the movie thing called Same? I guess I it think was. So. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but am, am I going crazy? Was there like a Saturday, a Nightmare on Elm Street television show or Friday the 13th? I remember Tales from the Crypt. That's the one I was going to remember. With the little like skeleton E.T. looking guy. Yeah, yeah. The Crypt yeah, Keeper. Tales from the Crypt. Right, I'm going to look at Nightmare on Elm Street TV show. Carol Burnett, yes. One of my favorite shows is still Mama's Family. That was just funny. That yeah, funny. Freddy's Nightmares. That was. Uh, yeah, a spinoff from Nightmare on Elm Street film series. Each episode is introduced by Freddy Krueger. Oh, I do remember that. I'm annoying you while I'm playing Minecraft? Yeah. We're annoying him while he's playing Minecraft, guys, so we got to be quiet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, okay. So, all right. We got to be, very seriously, guys. <laughs> That's right. We're having too much fun out here. Carol Burnett. Oh, yeah, Carol Burnett. That was sick. Carol Burnett. Uh, Sunday mornings, watching the best. Program ever the F Troop. See, like I said, I grew up out in Rockville, and Howie knows I live yeah. on the outskirts, but I was out there. Like all we got was church. Yeah, I didn't. Sunday <laughs> was Sunday was off day for me, as far as watching TV. I, me- I do remember watching F Troop because I watched it on Nick at Night. Uh, I think it was after like Car Fifty Four or something. Remember when they you know used to have like My Three Sons and yeah. the Donna Reed Show. Uh, yeah. I remember watching F Troop with my again at my grandma's house. We'd watch these all these old shows and stuff. So we watch you know Car Fifty Four, The Monsters. Yep, The Monsters. You know yeah. what? What uh, confuses me? Why did why did uh, TV shows get rid of theme songs? You know what? They did. They did. I didn't really think about that, but they really have. And if they do, if they are, if they have songs, they're very short, and they're not. They're kind of nondescript. But like some, I was listening. I was watching. Well, I was getting ready for the show. I was watching old, uh, like, like Perfect Strangers, and I literally, know. when you said that, heard the Laverne and Shirley thing that would fly through my head. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Da, 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 yep. It went right through. I was like, they don't do that anymore. That's when it sticks with you. It is. It's like one of the, and, 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 and if I say perfect strangers, you know, you know, standing tall, make a window of my dreams. And you know, these, <laughs> the songs are iconic. They stick out. What was the best team? Hello, I'm, what, what, okay, what did you have? The what best team. 
going best team. I thought you meant like Crockett yeah. and Tubbs with that, his favorite team. Oh, maybe he did mean best best I team. Would, I mean, like, that was a good Or Starsky and Hutch. Bo and Luke. Bo and Luke. That would be my, that would be my, my, or oh, maybe Willie and Alex. Would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite, or Scarecrow, Scarecrow and Mrs. King was another show that I used to oh, love. Gosh, I haven't thought about that one forever. That was Friday night. My sister and I would just sit there and we watch. That was one of our favorite shows to watch. Uh, she's doing, he's doing uh, direct, uh, this uh, text to speech thing. I'm doing a speech <laughs> Oh. I got you. Well, he's just doing the dishes. Good job, Hallie. <laughs> um, yeah, probably didn't, I mean, that was an excellent show. I mean, they wouldn't have remade it if they – that's the other thing. They try to remake a lot of things, and it's just not the same. No. But they tried to do Hawaii Five-O. They tried to redo Miami Vice. The Hawaii Five-O like, lasted a while, I think. Was it no? Was it Hawaii Five? Was it? What was the it one that? What was the one that? Version of Hawaii Five O. Okay, yeah, yeah. We had had um. That lasted a while. I was, I was thinking about um. Yes, did. Magnum PI. They they redid that one too. Yep. And or they. It's a matter of time before they do Night Rider again. They even tried to do that. I thought they they tried to do they, Night Rider. That was that was I was I wanted a kit. I remember um, there was a, a Knight Rider bike, or not a bike, but it was it was a big wheel that looked like kit. And I was like, and I was, and I was like, did it talk? I don't think it talked, whatever. But I was like, man, I'd love to have that. Got the little light going across, you know. <laughs> You know, I don't think the only thing I remember watching growing up was sitcoms. You know, I don't I didn't watch any anything with violence in it, except maybe the Dukes of Hazard, but it wasn't even really violent. Except no, honestly in our in our childhood the things that were like even sitcoms, some of them now would never be allowed on TV. Yeah. Never allowed. It was a different time. I don't even think I've, I've watched the full episode of Miami Vice. Real, I bet that yeah. you went back and watched one you have, and you just don't remember it. I remember my dad had the soundtrack for it. Well, I think I had that. I had that on cassette. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it had Crockett and Tubbs on the, you know, on the front, and had that Phil Collins song. I can yes. feel it coming on the ocean. The only song I remember from that. Let's let's look it up. Let's look it up. Miami Vice soundtrack. Get on your feet, Miami Sound Machine. Uh, let's see here, Miami Vice. Uh, the best of Miami Vice tracks. Are you think everything is to be so hard to find? You know what else? We used to buy more soundtracks to shows and movies. Oh God, yeah, that was that was uh, that was one of the main things when the movie came out. You buy the soundtrack. 
like Footloose, mm-hmm. um, Dirty Dancing, Miami Vice. Let's see the um, the Miami Valentine Miami Vice soundtrack, uh, the instrumental, Smuggler's Blues by Glenn Fry, Over the Night by Chaka Khan. You both you belong to the city. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Better Be Good to Me by Tina Turner. And the rest is just instrumental stuff. But, I mean, like, you know, your whole point about the whole soundtrack thing is, is so true. Because, you know, I remember, like, getting, like, the Batman Forever soundtrack, which was one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. It was just beginning to end, except for the Kiss from a Rose song, which I grew tired of very quickly. But besides that song, it's like every song was just a banger, like one after the other. The uh, I guess with the digital music, you know, it was it was hard to it's it's just it's it faded away. Like going to get CDs, going to Sam Goody to buy CDs, or you know, buy an album. <laughs> For one song, you know, oh, I love this song. Heard on TV, and you gotta buy the whole album for it. The whole album could suck, but yeah. you have it. Yeah, I mean, I remember waiting. Like, it's gonna be released on Friday. Yes. Yeah. Released on Friday. Do you well, remember? that and VHS movies too. What was the like, What was the first movie you ever rented? Oh my god, I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm sure it was something horror, it was, but I have no idea. It was Ghostbusters for us. My, my mom and dad rented Ghostbusters, the first uh, movie ever rented. The first CD I ever bought was Michael Jackson, Dangerous. Okay. And I think the first cassette I ever got was um, LL Cool J, Bad. Oh, well, that was a good one, though. Yes. That was good. And that was, what, do you remember what your first album or 33, what, 45 was? Uh, oh, well, I think it was either Urban Chipmunk. Oh, I had one of those. I had one of those. Or it was an album, a Chipmunk album, but it was, it was, um, it was, they had the cover was Mount Rushmore, right? And Alvin, Alvin was put, you know carving his face in the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that one, yeah. And it had like, you know, I love the rainy night or like uh, Whip It, and uh, <laughs> it was like the Chipmunk album or something like that. Chipmunk album, my first album, album, first one ever. That I bought for myself with my own money was Johnny Cash. Well, that's a good one. But then I remember that when I got my first stereo, and I have a sister and a brother there a little bit, quite a bit. My brother's 10 years older than me, and my sister's 15 years older than me. So when I got my first, like, I don't even know how old I was, but it's like I want my own stereo system. So I wanted my own record player and cassettes and all this my brother got me Stevie Nicks. Nice. So, yeah, that was my first album for my first own stereo. Chipmunk Rock. The, uh, Chipmunk Rock. What was the name of the album? 
It's just it's just like the songs are sped up, you know? They sound like chipmunks. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... It, you got me thinking, like, soundtracks aren't... With, like, you still... I see on a movie credit sometimes that there still be, like, the references soundtrack, but you just don't... What, what are your top three soundtracks? Off the top of your head. Purple Rain. Mm. Oh, the third one's hard. Yeah, it is. Maybe Dirty Dancing because that one actually had Patrick Swayze singing. She's like the wind. <laughs> Give <me> a tree. <laughs> She's like the wind. Next to me. <laughs> I'm bigger in my hand. Really close to me. <laughs> Can't look in her eyes. She's out of my league. Or Ferris Bueller had a good soundtrack too, I believe. That, God, what? Yeah. I think I can't remember what's even on that soundtrack. The, ooh, Big yeah. Big it up, baby. Forrest Gump had a good soundtrack. Oh, yeah, it did. I remember TV shows even had soundtracks. I, I bought the Friends soundtrack. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Which one did you know I was going to say, Lois? <laughs> or Brian was going to say which one? <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay. I'm curious myself. For uh, which one were you going to say? No, tell us, tell us, Lois. <laughs> Lois. We're curious now. We must know. Dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. That was it. My mom had that soundtrack and listened to it in her van. And we'd sing it, you know. I had the time of my life. Okay, did you find it funny the things that your parents really, really liked musically-wise now? We're very much country. There's my mom loves, to this day, still church me. She loves Blondie. Like, loves Blondie. Like, the Mm -hmm. eye to eye, Raptor, all of that. Like, that was one of her, like, albums that I'm, like, that wasn't, like, Juice Newton or Barbara Mandrell that she liked. <laughs> oh, Juice Newton. I, I I play Angel all the time. It's, like, one of my one of my theme songs, one of the songs for, for the show. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Or Playing with the Queen of Hearts. Oh, yeah. Which I think yeah, was yeah. actually on Urban Chipmunk. Or maybe it was on Chipmunk Rock. So it was one of the, one of the Chipmunk songs. Uh, but, yeah. See, my mom was from Michigan or from Detroit, so we listened to a lot of oldies, like Motown music in her home. Um, but my dad was from here, so we, you know, when I was with him, I'd listen to a lot of the, um, like, old country music. That was my dad. Uh, there used to be a show on K95 that come on called Country Gold Saturday Night. Uh, hey Stuart from is from Mars Hill, Maine. How you doing, buddy? And we would listen to that, but it was like old country, Willie Nelson, you know, Waylon yeah. Jennings, um, Johnny Cash, like you know, you and like you know. So yeah. growing up would be like late seventies country music and during like in the nineteen eighties country music, and then 
you know, Jimmy Buffett was another one I listened to a lot with my dad, which was a big influence on me because I was a big parrot head, or still am. I've, you know, yeah, seen him in concert like 12 times. Uh, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It is an experience. I, I would love it. I know I would. To say the least. It is, it is definitely, uh, last time I went was with Angie back in like 2017. We went on the song over at um, the Nissan Pavilion, which is the Nissan Pavilion anymore. I think it's called Jiffy Lube. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up yeah, yeah. Um, the first, I remember I, 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 the first time in Radford, I went to orientation, ended up leaving, sneaking out of the dorm I was supposed to be staying. I told, told the, 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 the person that I was sick and my dad was picking me up. And they let me leave. And I, I remember I met, I met a girl at the the dance. She was, she was working for the school. Met a girl, met, met her. She was like, when you come to my house later, I'm like, hell yeah, shit. <laughs> of course, I'm a freshman. I'm not even a freshman yet. Um, go, uh, I'm going into being a freshman. I I sneak out. I have no idea where I am. In, in Radford, Newtown, and she gives me gives me her address. And I'm like, after I sneak out, I realize I can't get in touch with my dad because I can't tell him what I did because if I, you know, yeah, I kind of snuck out. So I I'm, I've been walking around the, the school. Doesn't don't, don't know where I'm going. Finally, I, I asked somebody. I'm like, do you know where this address is? They show it to me. They give it, give, give me directions. I go, I go to girl, girl's house. We have, we have a good time. I'm leave it at that. I end up not sleeping at all. I have to get up and drive to North Virginia for a Jimmy Buffett concert, actually in Maryland, <laughs> at Meriwether Post Pavilion. Oh wow! Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a long. It was a long night, but it was Jimmy Buffett, so you know I I yeah, persevered. He, he has to be Jimmy Buffett. That's yeah. got to happen. It is definitely something that you need to do. Put it on your bucket list. I actually just spent more for a concert ticket than I've ever spent in my life. I will not admit how much I spent. Friend Cam has not. I don't think my friend Candy has. And it turns out they're doing the one of the arena ones in Baltimore at the Ravens football thing. And it's going to be Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel. Well, that's going to be fun. Yeah, we spent – I've never spent that much for a concert ticket. <laughs> but it's going to be fun. It better be but, fun. But, you know, to get to the point where it's like, how much longer are they going to be touring? How much – Yeah. I was the last time I saw Stevie Nicks. I literally walked out of the concert and said, "My next one is Tom Petty. I will see Tom Petty. Like we'll see him." And then not so much. Yeah, it wasn't like a couple months later. I was like, "Well, damn." <laughs> they're looking bad. They're they're like bigger concerts. I wish I would have gone to. I could have gone to, but I was probably too young. Like I would have loved to see Michael Jackson in concert, or even like I would love, love to see Wham. In concert. I bet yeah. they would be a lot of fun to watch. Just like if they had, like if Michael, if George Michael had had not passed away and did like a Wham reunion tour. I mean, I'm sure it would have been he, like a lot of energy to him, and it would have been a lot of fun to 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 see. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I would have totally gone to that. 
or even like Elton John, which I guess, you know, I said. I know. I would love to see Elton John. I guess he's retired now. But you could see, you could see Billy Joel. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a big Billy Joel fan. I mean, I know with some of his songs, but I'm actually excited to see him now. Like, I think it's going to be a good show. I would like it if he just played songs from the 80s. It's the only songs I know. Do you guys anything past 1990, maybe? Um, yeah, we didn't start for fire. I'm not know it. <laughs> or River of Dream. I would know that. But anything after, you know, it would be like. Uh, like Uptown what? Girl. Monkey, yes. Yeah. That we're kind of like. Oh, Space. Okay. <laughs> some 70s stuff like Pressure and, you yeah. know, You Might Be Right, you know. But anything yeah. well, anything like in 2000s, I don't know. Is, is he still making music now? Or is it just. I don't even know. I don't even know. Um, I think so, we, yeah, when you have, sorry. Like, hey, I haven't, we haven't seen Stevie Nicks. Let's go. And Candy came up like saying, it's like, all right, well, all right, let's all pick our max amount we're willing to spend to go do this. <laughs> because, you know, she's 75, 76 now. I saw her seven years ago. And she was still, like, dancing in some platform heels. Like, I wish I could. Maybe she was, may be around forever, but you never know. <laughs> I guess when you go out there and you and you hear the the, the the music going and you get excited and, you you know, you start dancing around and you get pumped up. And maybe you, you have the adrenaline and she may be regretting it after the show, <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe. That was really cool when I saw her the last time because every song – she told, like, a little bit of a story about. So it's kind of cool to hear that, like, Edge of Seventeen actually has a French Little Red Corvette rift in it. And then she had to call him on the phone, tell her him what she wanted to do with it, and get his approval <laughs> to use his rift. It was kind of cool. That's awesome. Nowadays, people just take it and put it put yeah. it in their put it in their song. Yeah, they do it they don't get Yeah. <laughs> it's, cool when they, it's cool, though, when they have the, the artist has a um, – like a little bit of a you know a back and forth with the audience. Um, yeah. Jimmy Buffett does a lot of that, where he would you know talk to the audience to kind of engage with them and make them feel like they're part of the show and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's that energy up because I've been to shows like people I really like and they just sit there and play their guitar or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, let me, let me sing my song for you. Fine. <laughs> right, I gotta sing this again. Okay, yeah, okay, me, right, me. <laughs> On to the yeah. next. So what's your what song are you excited about hearing? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.